So, despite Walter last time not really liking the movie we watched, I really think this movie wants you to take a chance on it. Welcome back to Capacity to Geek Podcast. Uh, I'm Alex, and I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Bobby. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm on an ample distance away from my mind. How are you? Doing good. And also we have our other co-host, Walter. How are you? Doing good. That's good. That's good. So, boys, it's about time we hit sequel territory, huh? (laughs) You know, when I say something, typically it'd be nice if somebody retorted and continued the conversation. I don't know, like we actually knew how a podcast worked. Walter. Bobby. So we hit sequel territory, eh, boys? Yeah. It's about time. Oh yeah. Says the one who hates musicals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> no, that's not it. He found the chrome on the floor, boys. He thought it was the back windows earring. Yeah, no. I'll find it eventually. But um, yeah. Talking about Mamma Mia, here we go again. Sequel to the 2008 film, uh, released in 2018. I saw this in theaters on my birthday. It was a great birthday. Um, this is the first time for both of you guys, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but uh, just uh, talk about how things went last week. Bobby, you and I really liked the movie. You didn't really like a lot of... Uh, Pierce Brosnan singing. I'm glad that they limited it for this time around. I'm really glad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Walter, you um, you're worse than Hitler. Still. I'm sorry for not liking something. We can never forgive you for that, though. I hope you understand. This is what happens when you have an opinion, Walter. <sighs> Why do we let him do that? Uh, we lived in a place that allows us freedom of opinion. We live in a country that's plagued by coronavirus. We and live nobody, in a society. We live in a society! Has a... Yeah, I literally just said that. Your own jokes, please. <laughs> so, um, we all watched this film together. I, uh, had it on my voodoo. Um, as soon as it came out on DVD, I picked up, I'd rather say home release because I picked up the Best Buy Steelbook edition of it. It is very nice. And, uh, I watched it a shit ton afterwards. Sometimes I watch it and then I watch the original Mamma Mia. Um, like I said last week, this movie and the original Mamma Mia are movies that I forget just how much I love until I start watching the movies again. Because it's literally here we go again, and like I'm just enthralled in the world, in the characters, and I always have a fun time. Always definitely have a fun time with this movie, with the Mamma Mia movie, the ABBA soundtrack, uh, Cher's Dancing Queen, which is a ABBA cover album that she released after this movie. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Cher is in this movie, and uh, Bobby, you said early on in the movie, that you want to figure out who's going to be the villain this time around. 
iPhones. You did see a lot of iPhones, so they were ruled out, definitely. But I was using some bullshit on a transfer because you know, <laughs> you know, when was this movie set? This, okay, so the original Mamma Mia was released in 2008, it was set in 1999 to coincide with the release and the setting in the musical, the original uh, stage show. Um, Mamma Mia 2 is a completely original uh, story uh, based on the musical set five years after the original Mamma Mia. Um, so I would say about 2004, 2005, probably by the very end of the movie, but uh, with also play uh, some scenes taking place in 1979. Um, so yeah, 2004, the original iPhone came out in 2007? Yeah, June 29th, 2007. Oh yeah, so, um, a little bit of inconsistency there. You could say that it is kind of in a fixed point in time where it doesn't necessarily, um, have a setting date, but then again, they do clearly state that it's 1979 when we get into the flashbacks, because... Uh, the thing they do with this film, it's a sequel, but it's also a prequel because it tells the story of how Meryl Streep's character of Donna Sheridan got some fuck. It, it literally adapts. You remember that one scene in the original Mamma Mia when they do Honey Honey and like Sophie's going through the notebook? Of all the, it, it does not at all because um, I got to remember what the order is. But, well, actually, technically, it does, um, I believe it does, no, 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 it's not. Because the order in the journal is Sam, uh, she meets up with Sam first, and then she meets up with Bill, and then she meets up with Harry. The thing is that in this movie, it's reversed. So she meets up with Harry first, then she meets up with Bill, and then she meets up with Sam. But then she meets up with Bill again for the actual time to sleep with Bill, because she didn't sleep with Bill in the original time. Um, so in the matter of a week, or no, a month, Bill did say he was coming back in three weeks. So. <laughs> in a matter of a month... Donna sleeps with three different guys. Um, it could, if you want to, for continuity's sake, say that Harry met up with her again after the scenes that we saw, but that one wouldn't very make much sense. So there is a little bit of continuity fuckery around with, if that makes sense. But uh, to answer your question... Yeah, there are iPhones. <laughs> I just, I, I just. I didn't figure out when Vonage came out. Oh god, no, no, we're good. Jeez. We're good, Bobby. We're good. We'll give them this. But uh, yeah, you were asking um, when to, uh, who's the villain in this movie? I gotta tell you, if it is that kind of movie to have a villain, share. Just. The way she enters, the way she steals the entire movie, the way she's kind of antagonistic, and the way that she's, like, um, being upset with someone makes you fat or something like that, right, to Sophie. 
she's the villain. She's the villain of this movie, and I would not. Uh, Alex, not gonna lie, when you uh, propped the idea of her being the villain to me at first, I thought she was, like, gonna Simba that kid, except literally eat the kid off the cliff into the ocean. Oh, God. No, she's not evil. And then it would turn into, like, some sort of South Korean horror film. It's not evil. She's just kind of catty. But, um, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So, uh, yeah, we got some new, well, not really new faces, more younger faces, because uh, most of the main cast, in which I mean all the old people in the first movie, have younger counterparts now. Um, I did say uh, in the movie that there was a little bit of casting controversy uh, with this movie, and you, are you guys ready to hear the casting controversy? Mm-hmm. All right. So... There were a group of people, probably on Twitter, that said that the new cast members in this movie weren't very diverse. Like, there weren't any black people in there. There weren't any, a lot of people of color. Um, there are two new characters released. One is Hispanic. Uh, Andy Garcia plays Senor San Fuegos as a Hispanic man. So, a person of color. Uh, the other one is the mother to Meryl Streep, which is Cher. And Cher is, I think, a little bit Native American, a little bit of other things. But, um, okay, if you want to say that, yeah, Cher is white or something like that, whatever you want to say. But every other new cast member in this movie is the young version of a character from the last movie who was all white. Yeah, it's not like you're going to be like, they were a different race when they were younger. Right. It's like it's like people saying, why why couldn't Han Solo be black in Solo? Why not? Yeah. Why not? It's a spinoff. They could have either, like, you know, spun it off to reboot. It's a Star Wars story. Exactly. It's a story. It's a story set in the Star Wars universe. It could be, like, fan fiction. It could be an alternate Han Solo. Han Solo played by Donald Glover. Instead of Donald Glover playing Lando Calrissian. Donald Glover was perfect for Lando. And wanting to fuck that robot. Yeah, he wanted to fuck that robot. He really did want to fuck that robot. He didn't want to fuck that robot. He fucked that robot. He probably did. He most likely did. There's a a deleted scene. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So... Everybody is really well cast as the younger versions. You can definitely see, especially uh, Donna's two friends, Tanya and Rosie. We definitely, I can definitely see them growing up into the <laughs> older versions of those characters. Oh yeah, yeah. They're essentially when they're young, they're essentially the same people they are when they get older. And Lily James. Lily James is amazing in this role. I really like Lily James. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. I know she was Cinderella in the Disney remake of Cinderella. Where's your hand up and say that? Well, none of us have seen it. I know. At least one of us has to have seen it for it to be an episode. Not necessarily. Yeah, no, our first two reviews we haven't seen. We hadn't seen until it was time. Um, 
but we don't talk about those. Go no. go listen to those episodes in our archives. But uh, anyway, see when I say anyway, I should typically finish my thought, but I never do. Um, well, I feel like I've talked long enough. Uh, why don't you guys give your thoughts about the movie, uh, Bobby? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed Pierce Bronson. Broston. Broston. There's no N. Who cares? I, was, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that he didn't sing. He, he just said that like little somber role, and then it could just be implied that in the end credits, he didn't actually sing. It was just kind of there. Um, other than that, like the young cast and the older cast obviously killed it. And I gotta say, the guy that played uh, Pierce's character, the older version, he couldn't sing very well either. But, yeah. you know, it's just, dudes can't sing, except for uh, in that post-credit. Oh, yes. Yes, the post-credit scene with the um, passport puncher. He can sing pretty well. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. Right. Um, yeah, I stated this uh, while we were watching this, but uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Colin Firth, Pierce Bronson, Christine Bretzka, Bronowski, uh, what do we say her name? Jennifer Walters? Jessica Walters. No. Julie Walters. Julie Walters. Um, Julie Walters, Amanda Seyfried, Dominic Cooper, um, basically, and Meryl Streep, obviously, but basically everyone from the first movie came back. Uh, nobody was recast. Nobody was omitted from the film. Um, this is Meryl Streep's first sequel. Hmm. Yeah, in her oeuvre, she's never done a sequel, and this was her first sequel. So, you know, they got everybody back for this. Oh, that's such a small movie. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody has to. Shut the fuck up, Walter. Now, with that being said, Walter, tell us your opinion about this film. I thought it was okay. Uh, I liked the... I liked especially the flashback scenes. I thought they told a very interesting story. They went more in-depth than what was... and than they did in the first one for that portion of her life. So, Walter, what you're saying is you enjoyed the fact that they told the story through music. Don't fucking mock me. We will mock you, because that was your one problem with the first movie. Oh, I like storytelling. Music doesn't uh, help at all. Yeah, I can't get involved. I can't get invested in unless Christian Bale plays everyone in a fucking movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> but anyways, continue with your thoughts. Yes, please. We are enlightened. Are you going to keep mocking me? Yes, but please keep going. Those, those are basically my thoughts. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? You do realize how a fucking podcast works, right? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
and obviously it hurts to create talking in TV. And I, like I said, I enjoyed the actual music in the film because I enjoy Ava. So that was a plus, but it, it was, in the end, it was just okay. Okay, well, I mean, that's an upgrade from not liking the movie, so I guess you're worse than Mussolini now. Shut the fuck up. Don't tell me what to do in my house. I'll do what I want. Daddy, stop fighting. It's 2020. I will let you guys pick the gender roles. You go first. Can you come up with new material? You're one to talk. You're li- you literally just handpick. If somebody makes a joke, you you are the embodiment of r slash your joke, but worse. I got nothing. Of course you do, because nobody said anything. But uh, back on the topic of music, all of this is getting cut out of the episode, by the way. But if anybody just got a blooper reel of us just bickering at each other and me being a complete ass to Walter. Just, that'd be nice. Jeff, if you have time. He doesn't edit the shows. We do. We're editing the shows, not him. And he hardly does that. Jeff, get on it. School's probably closed. It's the coronavirus. Why are we doing this bit? (laughs) All right, so... um, Speaking of music, uh, I never realized how many songs from the original get revisited. Like, either in, like, music cues or full-out remakes of the songs. Or, um, because we do get, uh, we get right in the beginning. We get Amanda Seyfried singing a little bit of Thank You for the Music, which was used in the end credits of the original movie. Um, Pierce Bronson sings a little bit of S.O.S., uh, Dancing Queen and Mamma Mia, and I Have a Dream from the original, all remade. Um, in the post credit scene, the uh, Passport Puncher, he sings Take a Chance on Me, and there's a musical sting for that in there. Um, Waterloo, used in the end credits of the original in this one. There's probably more remade songs in this movie than actual new songs in this movie. But that's okay. Because it's ABBA, and ABBA is timeless. ABBA is great. And this ain't no high school musical. No, it's not. It is not. Stay tuned. We're going to be doing a Grease 2 episode. Yeah. A little bit of a monkey paw situation. Because somebody said that he would do anything to be able to trash talk about Grease on this show. We'll put that to the test. Because I might... I might make the episode be... uh, which one? Do, uh, uh, which one's the better film, Greece or Greece Two? So you would actually have to say good things about Greece. I can't. I despise that movie. You'll despise Greece Two worse, motherfucker. Then I'll talk equal shit about both films. You'd have to pick a superior film. I would rather off myself. We'll have that on air too. <laughs> Just call me Arba Dwyer. Oh God. Damn We're it. cutting that out. We are. We are. You're <laughs> fucked up. What is wrong with you? He is. He is brimming with excitement, like he just discovered the man turns into a pickle. It's almost like he just watched Arvo Dwyer's suicide video. 
Oh man, that that's a great piece of media right there. Oh, man. Do not cast it while we're recording right now, Bobby. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. This is going to get cut out for the cast. That's what the numbers. Your are. joke, but worse. No. Because we literally just said that. There was a there was a bit I saw on YouTube. It was just the Klondike bar theme song, and then the immediate cut to Arkwood Dwyer shooting himself. We're keeping all of this on the cast. Arkwood Dwyer, uh, Dwyer, if you want to be a guest on this, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I kind of just shot myself in the head in front of the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about Mamma Mia, boys. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the I Have a Dream scene where in the 1970s, young Donna, played by Lily James, is walking through a dilapidated farmhouse. Well, in quote-unquote modern times, Amanda Seyfried is walking through the same house, all refurnished and everything. Um, it's very nice. I, I like how they do that. And I did say that um, because this isn't based on anything, uh, you know, besides being a sequel to the original, there's no source material for this side of the story. It's very nice to, um, they just, the, you feel like they have more things to work with. Like, they have more sets, they have more locations, for one. It feels like there are cutaway scenes. Like, you actually go to Tokyo in this movie. And, uh, yeah, Bobby, I know you liked, uh, seeing all the anime they had there in Tokyo. I mean, it was literally just, like, one scene where it's just, like, what? Naruto's kid is relevant? It was 2018. I mean, he's still relevant. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, what was the other anime you said? I'm pretty sure I saw a JoJo ad, like, on the other side. Okay. But don't quote me. All right. Well, I mean, Cher in this movie could be a JoJo villain in that outfit. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There is not a Cher JoJo hold on, character. Hold on, Because all their stands are based off of, um, of musicians, music. I know. So. All, uh, all I know is, uh, Iggy, get out of here. He's still alive. You're laughing. A dog is dead, and you're laughing. You know, I feel like we're gonna have to do that new animated film, Connected. I want to. I want to. I, I that to. movie looks so good, but just because you both are just on your phones right now, you fuck please. Oh hey, hey, guess what? What? Somebody tweeted back in 2018 that there's a very brief but intentional JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reference in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Nice. Um, oh, of course, it's the fucking billboard. I was right. All right, look at that. Right. Look at that. I was we, really hoping, like, you know... We go to Japan. Somebody has a, has a share stand. Yeah. We go to Sweden in this film. We go to France. One of my favorite parts was the cutaway to Sweden. 
Yeah. Yeah. With uh with uh Bill, right? Yeah. With Bill's twin brother. Oh, that was nice. The the goat story. I'm pretty sure he fucked that goat. Oh what? You haven't even seen Letter Kenny, you fuckboy. Yes, I have. I've seen like the first season. Season one, Natalie? Yeah. Yeah. How would how else would you know it and be able to articulate it? Anyway. Um Wow. <laughs> we really got off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. But you know what I'm saying? It's not based on anything. So it's able to be in a way more of a film than an adaption of a stage musical because you can do that. You can have cutaway scenes, you can flash back, you can do a lot of stuff. And the production value in this movie compared to the last one, my God. Oh, yeah. Like they filmed this in Croatia, I believe, compared to Greece, like the original one. Um, but yeah. That was nicer than the original one, except like you could definitely tell some of those sets were yeah. really sets. Um Yeah, so they go back to the church that they got into the end of the movie. Um, in the first Mamma Mia, they go back to the church at the end of this Mamma Mia, and there's a scene when Amanda Seyfried is holding the baby that she has. Excuse me. There's a scene when Amanda Seyfried is holding the baby. <sighs> She's holding the baby, and um, it just looked like there was a blue ring, kind of like Chroma King, around her. But I don't think that's true. I think they actually did film it outdoors in that. I don't see why they would do that. But I don't know. It might have just been the lighting, which the lighting in this film pretty phenomenal too like everything was kind of dark and I can't wear glasses that uh protect against blue light so it actually makes the movie look a lot better yeah well okay but also um just if you remember last week the wedding scene how everybody was kind of like crowded together and everybody looked kind of like greasy and just like it was a really dark lit room but uh, this time, it might have been because it was at night, but this time during the day when they're doing the christening, it's a lot more spread out. There might be less people in there, but it's a lot lighter, and um, I don't know, just it looks a lot better. Uh, you did notice that Legendary Pictures uh, had, a hand, had a hand in this movie. Yeah, they did surprisingly well. Yeah, and Universal still did the original Mamma Mia. It's still a universal um, project. But, uh, you know, even behind the scenes, Tom Hanks is back. They got a new director, which I don't really know this guy, but uh, why, don't we pull, why, don't, why doesn't somebody do a little more of the talking while I pull up this guy's filmography? Okay, can somebody actually fucking say something when I'm not saying anything? I'm sorry, but... Tom Hanks going to have coronavirus. About the movie! <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, you're just too bad. I am. What's going to happen when my horoscope comes true? I got a horoscope today, people. Um, let me read it for you guys. I have co-star, 
the co-star app i'm a leo um yeah i know but uh let me read you guys what fortune i got today or what horoscope or just whatever it's telling me um your body is haunted by unalterable forces i am dying i'm pretty sure it's just gas it, it, it might be but you can alter that with pepto bismol <laughs> okay but um yeah, for pepto bismol there's also pepto diarrhea yeah all parker is the director of this one um he directed the well he was a writer in that movie well, well he's directed three movies imagine me and you now is good and mamma mia here we go again i've heard of exactly one of those films was it mamma mia here we go again yeah okay oh, um, wait, wait, repeat those films now is good imagine me and you and mamma mia here we go again yeah i got nothing I mean, he's worked with Piper Parabo, Lena Headey, Dakota Fanning. Uh, yeah. You know, I'd say this is probably his most famous production. Uh, so what were some of you guys' favorite scenes in this movie? Like I said, the flashback to Sweden with... That was a cutaway. <laughs> oh. When it's older, Bill? It's not yeah. a flashback. That would be a cutaway. Okay, the cutaway to Sweden. Yeah. Uh, I thought... I, just the sight of Stellan Skarsgård, like, either in that fat suit or, like, digitally manipulated. Pretty sure that was a fat suit. But it... For whatever reason, that was just, like, slapstick gold. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby? Let's talk about that boat scene. You know what boat scene. Which boat scene? The scene with all the boats. Okay. That yes. Dancing Queen? Oh my god. Oh my god. It is the embodiment of, you know that meme? And I said this while we were watching this. I regret I, I said it while, I'm, while we were watching this. Where uh, it's like a medicine commercial and they're like, side effects include uh, depression, death, and just all this bad shit. But then the people in the medicine commercial, they're all dancing and happy and free. That scene when they do Dancing Queen and just all the boats are coming and it's just a bunch of people ready to fucking party. And um, you have all the old people from this movie just dancing around. Uh, yeah, no, that's the embodiment of these fucking commercials. I feel like I need to go buy Prozac now. <laughs> Prozac, Viagra, Cyan... Cialis, I was about to say sciatica. What's sciatica? You don't want sciatica. Oh, sciatica sucks. It's a condition that you don't want. I don't want any of these. <clears throat> yeah, that was a pretty good scene. You made me do this. Hold on, let's see what Bobby's uh says. Climb to the top of the mountain. From there, you will be able to see everything. Mine says that I'm dying. <laughs> Mine also says I have trouble with sex and love. It'll happen, Bob. What does mine say? I don't fucking you know, gotta, Walter. You have to make an account. You have to do things for yourself. Show initiative. Okay, what is it called? Co-star. We are being very mean to him tonight. Apparently my Pluto is inside Scorpio. 
<laughs> Giggity. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if you enjoy us being mean to Walter, please email the show and let us know. If not, we're still going to be doing it. If you don't know our email, it is cap2geekshow at gmail.com. That's the number two. Yes. So cap number two geek show at gmail.com. We have gotten no emails so far. And I have the email account on my phone, as does Alex, as does not Walter. Yeah, no, because apparently he can't get a notification whenever I put a new episode up, which prompts him to make a social media post. But then he gets mad at me whenever I make a social media post. I never said I got mad at you. Oh, no, 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 no. You just very, you, you just very nonchalantly. I thought I was the social media guy. Guys, I'm telling you, it's like... Walter, what exactly did you like and hate about this movie? Three, two, one, go. What I liked were some of the cutaways, the flashbacks. Even though I liked the music, I didn't like some of the parts where the music was put in because like the whole dancing queen scene, yes, it was very impressive, but I was just like, wow, this is incredibly absurd. It's a musical. Bruh. Musicals are meant to be absurd. This is basically that scene it's every member of ABBA's wet dream in this film. No, because the girls actually hate the guys. That's adorable. No, I mean, like, legit, like, ABBA broke up because of that. Never mind, that's actually really sad. It, it was. They were two husband and wife teams. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, um, anyway. Uh, yeah, the Dancing Queen scene to this movie... The dancing queen scene is to this movie what the scene in Endgame is when Captain America gets the call from the Falcon and all the portals start coming out and everybody starts coming out of the portals to fight Thanos. That is this scene. Yes. I just compared Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> I did just compare Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again to Avengers Endgame. Am I proud of it? Maybe. Who are you to ask? But, uh... Alright, Bobby, same questions. What did you like? What did you not like? Honestly, I really enjoyed how absurd some of the scenes were. Just because... I like fun. I, I enjoy fun. Completely there with you. Yeah, like, I, I enjoy fun. I enjoy the absurd. Like, for instance, The Circle Brazil just came out on Netflix. And let me tell you, Alex, let me tell you, the one character, one character, the one member of that show that I want to survive the entire game show, he's like the biggest, funnest, gayest person ever. I didn't know I was on The Circle Brazil, Bob. I think he might be gayer than you. 
<laughs> he might be gayer than you. Damn. Damn. Uh, okay. Well, I see how it is, you fucking hussy. Please stop fighting. Don't give me that look. Come at me again. I will bop you in the fucking mouth. Ew, why, why are you standing up? Why are you doing anything? God damn. Uh, are you just offended at my existence? Man, I'm offended so what did you not like about this movie? <laughs> there wasn't a lot to not like, except for, like, maybe the Meryl Streep stuff at the end. What? It's kind of weird. Like, I get it. She's a ghost. I want to be clear. She's a ghost. She's not actually alive. Although I would like to, I would like to um, think that throughout the entire movie, she's just hanging out in the church where she's only at. Let's think, though. That's probably somebody's headcanon. I can tell you exactly <laughs> that it's somebody's headcanon because... Uh, it's your headcanon. No, no, no. Um, I was involved with someone. Sorry, Dalton. But um, shortly after this film came out... Uh, yeah, this film, um, I had a really big breakup, like, three days after I saw this film. But, uh, yeah, so I was not good for a lot of 2018 after this film came out. But, um, yeah, one of the first dates I had after that big breakup, uh, he's the sweetest guy ever. But, um, yeah, it didn't end up working out. That's okay, even though he never wants to see me again, but that's cool. We're past that point. Stop bringing it up, Walter. I don't bring anything up. Yeah, tell me about it. Anyway, um, we spent a while just talking about what we think the whole Meryl Streep stuff in that movie was. And um, we think she's a ghost, but she only hangs out in the church because we only ever see her in the church, even when she leaves the church. It was really weird. And also, that scene was very strange, like I was saying to you guys while we were watching the film, how uh, Sophie sets the baby down with Sky, goes to the middle of the church, and she sees her mom. But we're not sure who else sees her mom. I mean, Cher does say that oh, she... It's just a massive bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, this is like... Yeah, it's like... I feel like she was going to say, my name is Sophie Skywalker. Just... Huh. I just realized that this movie and Rise of Skywalker end very similarly. Very similarly. Oh, yeah, with that end credit scene. I don't know. Um, I did make a joke. Just with how epic Cher's entrance is, where it's like the helicopter touching down and then it like shows her feet. One, that she could be the villain of this film with that. But also I feel like uh, since it's universal, they're also going to get uh, Vin Diesel reprising his role as Dominic Toretto. And Mamma Mia is just going to be in the Fast and Furious universe, which I would be all for. You know, Get Amanda Seyfried in Fast and Furious 10. That'd be fun. But, um... Except Fast and Furious time is just massively as well. 
Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things from the production of Furious 7 is how Paul Walker died halfway through. No, that's not. That's not what I was going <laughs> to I, I know where you're getting at. Please continue. Do you know where I'm getting at? Yes, okay. Okay, so um, you're going to find out in a second, but uh, during the production of Furious 7, uh, well, after the release, um, Vin Diesel stated, um, uh, this uh, part 7 was for Paul, and part 8 is going to be from Paul. I'm not entirely sure what, what that means. Yeah, no. And uh, how did this get made? One of my favorite podcasts. Um, that's where I heard this story from. And they, yeah, they were like, so is he going to be sending ghost notes? Like, is he writing it in heaven? Ghost writer. Oh, God. Yeah, what were you, What did you think I was getting at? I thought you were going to, like, talk about the, uh, where, where they took his brothers and, like, projected oh, his face. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, somebody else uh, yeah no but i was gonna um, go like really really into that and say like oh were they deep were they deep faked his brother's face of face on the little guy right um while we're on the subject of fast and furious movies uh there's a baby in part eight in fate of the furious and they named that baby brian but Brian is Paul Walker's character. I know you guys haven't seen a lot of Fast and Furious movies, but um, I have. Oh, oh, so you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. At the end of Furious Seven, Brian is you know, he's not dead. Right. He's just retired. They live in like Brazil or whatever. They retired the character. So naming the baby Brian, it kind of why. Why are they naming the baby Brian? Name it Paul. I mean, that could work too. Yes. Yeah. But this isn't the Fast and Furious podcast. I still think we should do one of those movies just to talk shit about it. But not tell your dad. My dad listens to the, listens to the show. Okay. He's like one of the, one out of, you know, seven We're people. getting an audience. We have 13 people now. Oh, nice. Yeah, our analytics have been going up. We have people in South Africa listening to the Capacity to Geek podcast. How do you do, you didgeridoos? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's incredibly insensitive. <laughs> Not really, because didgeridoos are Australian. Well, I hope that there's nobody in Australia who also... Oh, they can be... take a joke. I'm talking like the Aborigines. But do we have any of those Kiwis listening from New Zealand? Whoa! It's a term of endearment. You can, no, not for you, you fucking white man. Yes, it is. You can't call them Kiwis. Yes. I'm going to tell tomorrow Morrison. He is the mayor of New Zealand. God. I'm sure it's a mayor, not a governor. I don't know, but we spent the last 10 minutes last episode tucking Frankie Muniz into bed, and somehow this one is getting more off the rails. Hi, Frankie. <laughs> don't you start. That is my bit. Stop stealing jokes, crusted clown. Can't even with this guy. So unprofessional. 
I'm a professional, yet you spent like the last five minutes of the last show talking Frankie Meeks. He just said that! I just made that joke! Do you not understand what you're doing? Your turn was family apart. <laughs> Familia. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby's dad. We won't. We we only make fun of Fast and Furious because we secretly really like the movies. Not really. I needed a giant margarita to get through part eight. Join us. Uh, join us whenever it comes out when we take a look at. Fast and Furious 9. This time with John Cena? Oh yeah, John Cena's gonna be in that fucking movie. John Cena and The Rock, they might wrestle. But, um, any closing words on this, boys? I got nothing. I'm just Bobby, keeping myself from coughing again. I was about to commend you for being very vocal on this episode, but then that. I'm sorry, Bob. I can't. I can't anymore. You were so good, so good up until this point of being very vocal for this episode, but now you just. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Fuck you, Walter. All right. That's good enough. Good night. It's still going. You want to say anything? My bank sent me an email.